0: Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So... If you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a quick training tip. And today I'm going to be talking with you all about uphill running and specifically performing uphill workouts. So I'm going to chat a little bit in a second about how it can benefit you and your running and then how you can go about doing some of these uphill types of workouts, what I'd recommend and where I'd recommend you start. But before I jump into all of that, I really want to chat just a bit about who I think this type of workout is best for. Now, if you're listening in right now and you are brand spanking new to running or you haven't yet started running, what I'd like for you to do is continue listening here because this information will be helpful to you down the road. But for right now, if that is you, I want you just to listen in and then take this information Put it in your back pocket and then you can pull it out at a later date along your running journey and as you continue to build your running, um, find your groove, create some consistency because I really want you to make it easy. I want you to keep it simple, and I don't want you to get too wrapped up in incorporating all these sorts of running workouts, because I don't necessarily think they are for everybody. I do think there is a time and place for this type of running, and I'll tell you right now, When it comes to your training, if you are somebody that is a runner, you are following a training schedule, hopefully your training schedule has been periodized and it's broken up into what I like to call phases. Some people call them mesocycles. I hope you're following a training schedule that has um, periodization built in and Um, In your threshold phase of training, this is where this type of workout, I think, would be best placed. I don't necessarily think it's best to be placed in the base building phase of training. Um, But during the threshold phase of training or mesocycle, I think doing some uphill workouts is really beneficial. But also, if you are someone that is training for a race that actually has some solid uphill running, and some descents. I think practicing this type of run, um, having this type of workout built into your training schedule is going to be hugely beneficial to help um, you prepare for that race. Um, And I'll talk a little bit more about the benefits to you Benefits to you, excuse me, with your running. But again, if you are brand spanking new, you're just starting out or you're not starting yet, just take this information, put it in your back pocket and save it for later because I want you to first Focus on finding your rhythm, finding a groove, creating just a really good, efficient running pattern, running form, running economy, running stride, and not stressing so much about the intensity. Because when you do uphill running workouts, they are intense. And sometimes afterwards or really not afterwards. Afterwards, you usually feel pretty accomplished and proud of yourself and tired. Um, But sometimes during the workout, you're thinking, what in the heck am I doing this for? Because it is a harder type of running. It is a higher intensity type of workout. And so I don't think it's for everybody. And I want you to be very strategic in how you take this information and then you go run with it. So to start out, I'd like to just explain Explain what would the benefits or what are the benefits to you and your running if you choose to either at some point in the near future or some point down the line to get into incorporating some uphill workout runs, okay? Because this type of run, not only, like I said, will it help you um, if you're preparing for a race that has uphill obviously downhill too, running, um, but it's also helpful um, during your training if you feel like you're getting bored and you want to mix some things up um, in your training. It's always nice to use one of your midweek maintenance runs and maybe throw in a hill workout instead just to mix things up. Um, but again, I'd recommend you do that in the threshold phase of training in your training schedule. So what are some of the really good benefits of incorporating hill workouts, hill repeats into your training? Well, first and foremost, it's a really good opportunity for you to practice experiencing this more powerful, efficient stride in helping you get faster. So what do I really mean about that? So you get to practice experiencing getting your body to move with more power, right? With more energy, with more intensity, while maintaining a solid, efficient stride, not overstriding, over lengthening, and to kind of help you get faster while you are practicing that power, okay? Because when you are doing heel repeats, hill workouts, You know, you are asking more of your running muscles. You're actually asking more of your entire body and those muscles to really help you make that movement happen. And when you're doing runs or workouts that are on a more level surface, it doesn't place as much demand on the body and it doesn't really create as many connections between your body and your mind with that explosive movement. So you really want to make that connection, um, get those muscles firing um, in a very powerful explosive way and get your mind kind of wrapped around you performing that movement that way. And really tapping in and asking your muscles to help you out a little bit more. And so when you do this uphill running, you're really tapping into that strength. You're increasing your strength and you're increasing, like I said, the demands that you're placing on your muscles. And when you increase the demand on the muscle, you're actually increasing the need for oxygen to power you up and over right? Up that hill, possibly over the other side. Um, And so your muscles are going to require more energy, more oxygen, more fuel to make that powerful explosive movement happen. And so it's just practicing, training, you know, training your muscles to do different types of work. And ultimately doing that's going to create more strength in your body. And that's going to create more running economy. You're going to get... Um, practice, your body's going to get used to it, and it's going to become more economical in how efficient or how it takes on that specific type of movement when you need it, when you call upon it. So, the other thing that you know the benefit to you you your running is that I won't get into this uh, too much. We'll talk about it at another on another episode because it is a little bit more technical, a little bit more advanced. But uphill. Um, running uphill intervals, doing hill repeats. It really does help to improve lactate threshold. And when we're running, um, I think I've talked a few times on aerobic um, energy system and our anaerobic energy system. And there are certain thresholds within both aerobic and anaerobic where we start to produce lactic acid, or it's really lactate in our blood that is produced um, as we are performing higher and higher intensities of work. And so as we work our body at a higher or harder intensity, you are producing more and more of that blood lactate, right? And you're able to practice improving how your body handles that blood lactate in its system. And really, um, when we talk about you've probably have heard, you know, lactic acid being built up in your muscles, which it does. It's technically blood lactate, lactate that's built up in your blood and that creates that kind of burning sensation in your muscles. But really where we run into problems when people are talking about lactic acid buildup is it really comes down to being efficient at removing the lactate that you actually create when you're working at higher intensities. Um, and so by practicing this uphill uh, running, these uphill workouts, these repeats, you're getting your body to improve how it manages that lactate that is circulating in the blood, that is being produced by the muscles at higher intensities, and you become more efficient at managing it and removing it from your system. So just from a more physiological perspective or angle, I should say, there are benefits just internally with the way that we process um, certain chemicals that are created in our body and toxins and byproducts and all of that there are benefits to you as a runner to be more and more efficient in managing that. And specifically with lactate, you get more and more efficient at removing it and working at high intensities with it circulating within your system. But that's as far as I'm going to go because it could get very technical. Um, It has a lot to do with, I usually talk about that um, when I talk about heart rate training um, and different phases of training and when, you know, in the aerobic you know, energy system, it starts to slowly accumulate, build up, increase. And then as you move into the anaerobic energy system, how it exponentially increases in your system based off of the intensity that you're working at. So, you know, doing hill repeats, hill workouts are very similar to plyometric exercises. So, you may be somebody that's listening right in right now, and you are familiar with the word plyometric. You know, it was an exercise. It's something that's been done for years and years and years. You know, as the years go on, people like to, you know, create or reinvent the same thing, you know, with Tabatas and hit workouts and all of that. And... Really, hill repeats, hill workouts are a type of plyometric exercise. It builds explosive strength and it trains your muscles to fire those muscle fibers more quickly and forcefully when needed, right? If let's just say you are training for a race and there is some hill running and you plan to run every single one of those hills, which I don't necessarily always recommend you do that. Um, But if you need to power up that hill pretty quickly, if you do these hill repeats during your training at specific points along your training, you're going to build that explosive strength and train your muscles and specifically those muscle um, fibers, those fast twitch muscle fibers to fire really quickly, do their job and get you up that darn hill. Now, the other thing that's great, besides, you know, your lower body building strength doing this, because as you can imagine, when you're running up a hill, a lot of times people think, you know, the amount of energy required from the lower body to do this is really high. That is true. But the benefit, the other benefit to you and your running, doing hill workouts, doing hill repeats is that it also really strengthens your upper body. By forcing your upper body to drive your arms, you know, harder, generally when you're running up a hill, you're driving your elbows back, you're powering your arms um, really um, powerfully, got to say that one kind of slow. And you're really engaging your core muscles to help kind of stabilize your spine and really help facilitate your upper body working to get you up the hill. You know, after listening to this podcast episode, if you decide to go out and practice doing one of these hill repeats, you know, it'd be fun, um, a fun little experiment to try running up a hill without powering your arms and see how that goes over and see how that feels and then compare it to actually driving your arms, your elbows back, powering them parallel to each other, not across your body, but parallel and powering them as you run up this hill, right? And all of this is helpful. Like I said, it's just going to make you a stronger runner. It's going to engage and strengthen your glutes and hamstrings A lot more. A lot of times our quads, we tend to be really quad dominant and our quads are a very big muscle on the front of our legs. And so a lot of times we rely more on our quads than we do our hamstrings. Um, And so a lot of times what's great. Um, from the perspective of even strengthening and balancing out your lower body running muscles, is that you really engage your glutes and you engage your hamstrings. um, And you strengthen those leg muscles when you are doing heel running. And ultimately, if you are really balanced and you have strong quads and hamstrings and glute muscles, you are going to reduce your risk of injury. And that I think we all want Um, the other thing that is really important when I talk about as I talk about uphill running is it's important to talk about the downhill of that, too, because even if you're doing hill repeats where you're maybe starting at a bottom of a hill and I'll talk with you in a bit just about that, how to kind of go about it. How to do it and what to be mindful of. You may even want to come back to this episode and take me with you on one of your hill repeats. Listen to this um, portion of the episode as I explain to you what you want to be doing with your body and practice it. You know, one or two times before you actually start your hill repeats. Um, but the other key thing when we're doing hill running is. If you are starting at the base of a hill and you're running up and then you're going back down and you're repeating that hill, you're not doing rolling hills where you're running up a hill and then you're going down the other and then up a different hill. Um, Regardless if it's hill repeats or it's on a trail and you're doing some trail running with some rolling hills, um, there really is some control that you need to have and stability that you need to create. As you're running downhill. And then the benefit to not only running uphill is that you get to run downhill or you get to gently jog downhill or even get to walk downhill. It's all act, you know, all of those are activating the same joints and the same muscles just at a <clears throat> higher or lower intensity. But the thing that you want to be mindful of is when you are running back downhill to either repeat that um, hill again, um, you really are creating and, um, what's the word? I really want you to think about creating control and stability and you do that through your knee joints. Okay. And by creating that control and stability by way of your knees, that's going to also help your quads, specifically the inside and the outside of your quad muscle it's really going to help engage those quad muscles and help those knee, help your knees create that control and stability. Now, I will tell you this right now. I am somebody that I do not like running downhill. And so I have learned over the many years with my running, because I used to hate running uphill too, but I don't mind so much. I actually like hill running, um, but I don't like the descents. Because it does put a lot of stress on my knees and I do strength training. I am very mindful of working my muscles at different angles and different ways to really support my joints, my knees, my hips, my low back. And so I do a lot of this strength training. But for me personally, my knees really hurt when I'm running downhill and so what I tend to do, and you guys know, you listening in, hopefully you know this, I use the running interval method. Um, I still use my interval even when I'm running downhill. Now, I'm kind of segueing a little bit into running for longer distances up a hill and down a hill, and this episode is more specific to uphill workouts or hill repeats. But I just want to kind of segue for just a moment here and let you know that I like to protect my knees only because I I know how they feel with downhill running. And so I still maintain my running interval on the descents on the downhill if I'm going for a long period of time. I encourage my clients though, if their knees are fine, if they're feeling good, I encourage them to take advantage of that momentum and take advantage of that downhill because it does to some degree require less energy than the uphill portion. But I'm always very um, cautious and I always um, preface um, with them that they want to kind of put the brakes on just a little bit, pull back a little bit and make sure you're in control when you're running downhill. And I will tell you this, um, what year was it? I think it was in 2010 or 2011. There was a trail half marathon in the Valles Caldera um, Mountains here in New Mexico. And it was called the Caldera, Valles Caldera half marathon. That was absolutely amazing. And it was a very interesting experience because there were fires in the mountain literally as we were running. And I'm surprised they didn't call off the race. But um, I ran past some firefighters working this fire. And I'm not even kidding, you guys, um, probably a good 20 feet away. Um, and so it was just... Um I think they were probably doing a controlled burn and they had it managed, but it was just interesting that there were fires going on at the beginning of this half marathon. And this particular race, although it was so beautiful, there was a section of probably about four miles climbing and then you descended that, that same kind of four miles. So you went up and then you had to go straight down and then the race continued and then you finished. But what was so interesting was I i couldn't believe how many runners were just flying, flying back down. And I could hear their feet just smacking the dirt, just pounding their way down. And for me, I just was thinking that has to be excruciating. Now, maybe in the moment they were just pumped up with adrenaline and they were You know, feeling good, but I can guarantee you after that race, I'm sure their knees were achy and they were, it took a little bit of time to recover after that. So, even during races, during training runs, if I am running uphill and then I'm running downhill and maybe it's a couple miles, I always do my interval and I always am mindful of controlling my descent. And when you are running downhill, you are activating your quad muscles um, a little bit more, the inside and the outside of that quad muscle, to help stabilize that knee joint and control your descent. So that is the other really good benefit of doing uphill workouts. They are a lot shorter, so that you can do them in small amounts of work and kind of gradually train your muscles and prepare your body in. Um, I guess, smaller ways instead of just jumping right into running a lot of mileage uphill and a lot of mileage downhill, um, incorporating these types of workouts is going to really support that longer distance running that you might be doing running uphill or downhill, and specifically if you're doing a race. So it's definitely important that you want to practice this type of running if you are doing a race that has um, hills that you are running, because you're going to have to run up it And more than likely, you're going to have to run down it as well. Okay. So those are really um, just kind of the main benefits that I think um, would help you in your running um, or will help you in your running, I should say, when it comes to hill repeats or uphill running. Um, And like I said, um, not everybody should be doing this type of running all of the time. But if you are somebody that's already running and you want to just kind of mix up your workouts middle of the week and do a maintenance run and, um, or on your maintenance run, do this type of workout. It's totally fine. Just don't overdo it. Um, try and just be really mindful of um, how often you do it. And then what you do the next day as far as recovery goes, um, just to give um, those muscles, those joints, those ligaments and tendons an opportunity to really rest Um, And like I said, if you are new to running, you haven't gotten started yet, this information, just put it in your back pocket. It's really not something I would recommend you start doing at all. I want you to just focus on making it easy, making it enjoyable, and getting out there and getting in your runs without any stress whatsoever. So how would I recommend, um, if you are somebody that would love to start incorporating a hill workout, okay? Okay. I'm going to just explain to you like a simple um, a simple hill repeat and one that is just really easy to do. And you can also do this on a treadmill. So if you are somebody that lives in a city that's pretty flat, you really don't have a lot of hills to incorporate this type of workout, and you are somebody that's training for a race someplace else that has hills. You're going to want to find a treadmill because you can still do hill repeats on a treadmill because you can increase that incline, which is great. Um, and so you'll increase the incline and you'll kind of make your own hill and then you'll lower the incline um, to kind of mimic walking down the hill or recovering. But what you're going to want to do is <clears throat> before you do any uphill workout, any hill repeat, um, I want you to make sure that you are warmed up. Okay, so you never want to start from a cold state with your body before, you know, doing these. So definitely go and maybe walk for your five minutes just to kind of get things flowing. Follow that up with a five minute easy jog um, and make sure you're really warmed up for a good 10 minutes before you do these heel repeats, because like I said earlier, you are putting more demands Um, on those muscles to create that intense explosive power um, when you're running uphill. Okay, we want to make sure that the muscles are nice and warmed up and kind of the joints are lubricated and everything is just nice and ready to go. So I recommend that you find a hill near you that's maybe 300 feet, Um, you know, really it depends on if you are doing a race and it's a longer distance race and you may be needing to run up hills that are maybe my, like a mile in length, um, if that's something that you're doing, you may want to find a hill that's a little bit longer. You don't necessarily have to, but I like to find a hill that's about three to 500 feet long. And it's roughly at a 5 to 10% grade. And that's the nice thing about a treadmill. You can set set that percentage grade. Um, You can set it up for yourself. So I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And for those of you guys that are listening in, if you are listening in and you're from my hometown, you're going to know exactly this hill that I'm talking about. But there's a hill over on our West Mesa near the Petroglyphs that's called Boca Negra. And I have, you know, a couple different running routes where we run, where at least I used to when I, I met folks in person and did my in-person group coaching. We would meet at this particular park and we would run over to Bocanegra that would, you know, it was usually a good three miles. Or we would meet um, at a, a different location near the hill or park close to the hill and we would go out for a warm-up run and then we would come back and then do our hill repeats. But Boca Negra is a really um, awesome hill to do this, you know, kind of hill repeat on. And I believe it goes up to 13% grade. Um, And then when you come down, it has just an amazing view of the city. It's just so beautiful. But um, I like to do this type of workout at Boca Negra um, because... um, it gradually gets steeper and steeper. And so I have kind of my little plan of where I walk and where I start to jog and then where I pick up my pace and then where it gets steeper. Um, and so I have a strategy when I take on Bocanegra and I do hill repeats. But what I want you to do is find a hill that's about 300 feet, maybe 500 feet, and that has some sort of grade, like 5 to 10% grade, Okay. And I really, it's, you're really gonna not need to find this hill that'll take you anywhere from 30 to 90 seconds to reach the top. So it doesn't need to be extensively long unless you choose to, okay? So it's gonna take you anywhere from 30 seconds to 90 seconds um, to get up this steep part of the hill or at least the steepest part of this hill, okay? And what I want you to do is find this hill after you've done your warm up, like I suggested, At the bottom of the heel, I want you to just slowly, gradually start moving into a jog, okay? Then you're going to pick up your pace a little bit quicker, and you may want to have conversations with yourself. I do this all the time in my head. You're going to want to pick up your feet, keep your stride kind of short and tight, but lift your feet up, making that turnover quick, Okay. And you're going to build into running up this hill. And after you increase that pace, you kind of start quickening that turnover of your feet. You're lifting up your feet. You're not dragging them along. Um, You're engaging those glutes and hamstrings to drive those feet up. You're driving your elbows back as you're powering yourself up this hill. And you want to get to a point where you're working at a hard effort for you. This is something where you're not gonna wanna run at this intensity for longer than maybe 10 to 15 seconds. And as you approach the top, it may get steeper and you just want this hill repeat to be over, okay? So it should feel very challenging, but I want you to ease into it. So maybe the last 10 to 20 feet or the last 10 seconds of that entire hill should feel hard, hard as heck. But I want you to try your hardest. This is the thing. I want you to try and hold on to maintaining your form, maintaining that drive with your upper body, maintaining that consistent hard effort the entire way, especially the last 10 seconds. Okay? And as you're running up this hill, this is the thing that I notice when I do observe runners running up hills and when I would observe my clients when I met them in person is looking at their form when they're running uphill, because this is the thing I notice and why this is important for you to practice. A lot of times, a lot of women, when they're trying to get faster or when they're trying to do these hill repeats, they focus on the workout and they throw their form out the window. And so we are trying to build efficiency in our stride, build efficiency in managing that blood lactate that's starting to accumulate, build efficiency in the muscle um, fibers, the fast twitch muscle fibers that are firing. We want to get better and better at tapping in and managing all of that while maintaining good form. Okay, so there's no point in doing this hill workout And focusing just on the heel and the intensity if you don't have good form, okay? If you're overstriding, overextending, keeping the feet lower to the ground as you're doing this, okay, it's going to be really, really hard and you're probably going to put yourself in a position to maybe, you know, possibly get injured, so as you're running up this hill, like I mentioned, how you gradually ease into it, you pick up your pace, you lift up the legs, you're engaging the glutes and hamstrings, you're powering those arms at a 90 degree to your side, parallel with the elbows driving backwards, right? You're engaging your core. I find it's important to either look up at the top of where you're going, the top of that hill, that is your goal, or to gaze out in front of you about 10 feet, okay? Okay. I like to gaze out in front of me. I don't like to look at the top of the hill because my mind likes to play tricks on me. And so I just gaze out. I don't look necessarily up at the top of the hill. I gaze out about 10 feet and I focus on my breathing. I focus on my form, both upper and lower body. I focus on my stride. I focus on my power. And I really just get up that hill within that 30 to 60 Seconds, maybe even 90 seconds, but that might be a little too long, okay? And what I don't want you to do is focus on looking down. Try not to look or stare at your feet, okay? Um, That's not gonna be good form. What you're gonna end up doing is probably getting more hunched over and we don't want that. I really want you to have your back a little bit more um, erect and you're kind of hinging forward at the hips, kind of leaning into the heel just a bit. Um, and, you know, kind of gaze out in front of you, slightly lean forward at the hips. Um, make sure you're not hunched over, drive those elbows back as you run up and power up the hill. And then when you reach the top, you're going to be breathing pretty hard. Your legs are going to feel tired. And then you can do two things. You can turn around and you can gently jog, uh, uh, jog back down being mindful of not kind of smacking and powering and um, just kind of, uh, what's the word? I don't even know if sloppily (laughs) is a word, but being sloppy with your descent, Um, you may want to walk down. Okay. And even when you're walking down, you're engaging those quads. Those are helping to stabilize your knees, right? But if you want to lightly jog back down, just make sure that you're not letting that momentum of that downhill, that descent, kind of get you out of control. You don't want to just flail down the hill. Um, so either just gently jog down in control. I like to put the brakes on just a little bit, lean back just a bit and kind of jog down. Drink some water at the bad, at the bottom, you know, take some time and then get your head in the right space and you're going to repeat that again. Okay. So this is a simple hill repeat that I think is really fun, like I said, to mix up your midweek maintenance runs if you get bored really easily, um, to do this during the threshold phase of training or the threshold mesocycle during your um, you know, training, especially if you are doing a race that requires some hills and some descents. And you may want to start out Doing three of these hill repeats, you're going to have to decide. I always like to say anywhere from three to 10, and you may want to build up. So maybe in the beginning, um, one week, if you're going to incorporate hill repeats during your threshold phase, depending upon the number of weeks you're in that phase, maybe you want to start out with one of your midweek maintenance runs being a hill repeat, and you do three to four, and then maybe the next week you build up and you do four to five. Um, It all just depends on what your overall Desired distance goal is um, if you're doing this just as a way to mix up your maintenance runs so you don't get bored and to build in some strength. Um, but anywhere from three to 10 repeats, um, I think, is a good place to start. And you will be uh, the best one to determine, you know, how many that is and where you start. And you may want to start with one. I highly, I actually encourage you to do a, a minimum of two, even if you're going to go out for a hill repeat workout. Um, you know, do two of them because usually the first one, you're kind of figuring things out, you're finding your rhythm, your breathing, your form, and then you do it again and you just do better. you know, you get better at it each and every time. So this is just a quick training tip. It's actually not turning in to be a quick training tip because I went off on a tangent and I think there's a lot to be said about this type of running. Um, but again, I think it's fun to mix things up again. I'm all about making running fun. And just because something is hard doesn't mean it can't be fun. And what's great about these hill repeat type of workouts, they're short, right? So you can kind of wrap your head around it. You can kind of psych yourself up and you can just say, hey, I'm going to get after this for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Um, Have a really good strategy. Again, make sure you're warmed up, you know. Take me with you on your next workout where you choose to do some hill repeats and, you know, fast forward to the section where I just remind you of what to do with your body, your form. Okay. You're hinging at the hips. Your back is straight. You're gazing out in front of you or up at the top of the hill. All right. You're warming up. You're driving your elbows back to power you up this hill, engaging your core. You're lifting your feet up a little bit higher. You don't need to be lifting them up, your knees up in front of you, but you do need to have that quick turnover, lifting up those feet a little bit higher off the ground than you might do on just a steady state or a flat surface. And think about power, explosiveness, energy, intensity, right? This will really help in so many different ways with your running and just within your body internally and externally, all right? So as I wrap things up here, I would love it if you would reach out to me. Um, I've shared before on the podcast that I am primarily on Facebook. Um, that's just something I can wrap my head around and I can manage. I'm. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Hey Coach Pamela. I'd love for you to send me a private message there and just let me know where are you at with your running. Are you just getting started and you're actually getting out for some runs? Are you wanting to get started and you haven't quite yet started because you're still hung up on a few things, you're not quite sure about a few things? Are you somebody that's already running but you're just wanting to get better or there's areas that you are just kind of stressing about or struggling with? Um, Let me know where you're at along your running journey. Are you in the beginning Are you in the middle? Um, Hopefully you're not at the end because when it comes to running, I really just don't think there is an end. I think we just um, shift and change. I feel like running is dynamic. It's not static. We evolve as runners. We evolve as people. Our intentions shift and change. Why we run changes. What running does for us changes. Um, Why we do it when we do it. It's always, you know... It's always changing. It's very dynamic. And so send me a private message on Facebook at Hey Coach Pamela. Or if you want to keep it simple, you can always send me an email to Pamela at PamelaOtero.com. That is my email address. I would love to hear from you. I would just love to know where you're at along your running journey. Um, And also what areas do you feel you need the most support in so that I can then reach out to you, reply back, we can have a conversation and then I can create more episodes to help you, uh, more future podcast episodes, but guarantee they're probably gonna help other people too. And I'd like to hear from you. And so it's always nice, too, to let me know if this uh, podcast episode was helpful to you. I hope that it was. And I hope that you will, if it's appropriate for where you're at along your running journey, I hope that you will take this information today and you will go and do, you know, some hill repeats, a hill workout and just kind of mix things up and create some more power and energy and explosiveness and strength in your body and with your running, because it's just going to make you feel good and just make you a stronger, more efficient um, and more confident runner. So until we chat again next week, my friend, go grab your running shoes, go lace up and go head outside and enjoy the beautiful outdoors.